Welcome to the Awake to Joy podcast. The advice and strategies contained here may not be suitable for your situation, and you should consult a professional where appropriate. Let's listen to today's program. Hey, Renee. Hey, Annette. Today we're going to talk about resilience. Being able to recover quickly from difficulties, from situations that happen and having resilience from that because not all situations go well even the simplest of tasks of sitting in a chair without hurting yourself might become complicated what do you think about that you mean a finger getting smashed in a chair <laughs> i relate <laughs> you relate so tell everybody what happened just moments ago my chair was starting to lean back. I'm using a dining chair. So I went and grabbed a different one that was more stable. <laughs> and when I went to sit it down, the, the seat cushion came up. My finger went in between and it smashed it between the seat. The, the wood and the metal made my finger the sandwich center. And so, yeah, I smashed my finger and I got a beautiful bruise now. I won't give you guys the, the finger it's on. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about being resilient from that moment because okay. it's been about maybe five minutes at the most. You've tried to yeah. shake it off. You've tried putting it in ice water. It hurt really bad. And now you're just trying to push forward. So yes. if we're going to look at it as a situation, which I think is a fabulous one, what went right? What went right? Yeah. I didn't cuss. <laughs> I don't cuss anyway. Okay. But. <laughs> okay. Um, it was only one finger. Yes. <laughs> only one finger. And it was just a finger versus a whole hand. It wasn't a foot. Yes. And I'm you, still functioning. And they can still move. And they can still move. You still have feeling in it. Would you say it was a mistake to sit on your finger like that? A mistake. It was just an accident. I wouldn't say a mistake. Okay. So it's just an accident. So when we're talking about resilience, we're talking about learning from your mistakes or that silly accident that happened, right? So I believe you already know what you're going to do the next time if you went to go sit in that chair. Because I, I need to go get my tools and I need to tighten all of my chairs now. That is the lesson learned from this mistake. <laughs> Now, some people, when they make a mistake, though, especially those who have been sexually abused, feel like a failure. Now, I realize a lot of other people also feel like failures when they make a mistake, but I'm talking about those who are sexually abused at this time. Oh, we, yeah, it's magnified when we it's feel magnified. like I feel like I, fail, I failed again. Uh, just because of recovery, working on certain things, they think, well, if I do this now, if I make better decisions, or I go ahead and avoid going this direction and I only go this direction, that's never going to happen again. And all these different things, trying to control, and we did a series on control, so that's on another video, but just on the mistakes, they feel like a failure when they actually can look at a situation and realize they're learning opportunities. But that's hard when you're somebody who has been abused, you're already, you've not only been hurt by someone else but you're now kind of pulverizing yourself at the same time with just your verbal you're verbally abusing yourself and telling yourself you're already a failure sure. 
try, you know? <laughs> I remember somebody said, well, what if you sat with your five-year-old self right now? You are you at your adult stage and you had this, and they asked me this a few years ago and, and you sat with your five-year-old self. What would you tell that little girl? Hmm. What did you tell her? <laughs> and the first thing that came to my mind, I didn't want to say out loud because I knew they wouldn't want to hear it. And it was, stop being so stupid, run away, hmm. leave. I was, you could hear in my tone, I'm mad at myself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was frustrated with the little girl that she wasn't leaving, that she was staying there. And, Blaming her. Uh, Blaming. And treating her, this is a failure. Yeah. She was failing. Mm -hmm. And she was going to be abused all the way till she was age 10. And again, we are so fast to start beating up ourselves. Well, Self-condemnation. Correct. And we need to take when we have mistakes, not flip it on ourselves to attack. It's not permission to attack ourselves. Man, that was dumb of me to go ahead and, you know, whatever it was. But to look at the situation and go, what went right? Let's learn from this. What went right? I'm telling you right now, Annette, though, to naturally say that, that's like going against the grain. <laughs> it is. But in order to have resilience, in order to function well, mentally healthy, is to look at the truth and what went right. Amen. What and that's a big effort. That will does take, take effort. effort but it's something that you're choosing to do. And that should play into you wanting control, Renee. You naturally want control. So I am playing into that by letting you look at the situation and what went right. It's you choosing to examine the situation. You get to choose it. Yes. But I think everyone would, would agree it's easier to make a whole long list of all that went wrong, all that we do wrong, all that we don't do right, you know, all the negative, negative, negative. It's so much natural to come up with those lists versus these, what do we do right? What's the good out of this? So looking at the good is, it's not a natural. It's gotta be a new practice. Yeah. What went right? Because if you can learn, oh my goodness, there's so much when we're working on videos that we have stuff that goes wrong, but we also, <laughs> if we only look at the wrong, we would stop making videos a long time ago. Yeah, true. But we had to look at this went right and this went wrong. Now, what can we do next time to make that wrong less wrong, to make it right? <laughs> yeah. And at that point, when we look at that with that question, then we're able to go, is it worth doing? Is it worth doing? In the beginning, when we were starting to make videos, it took a long time. So many errors, so many different things went wrong. And in the end, the question came was it worth doing? And the answer always turned out to be yes, it was because we were reaching people with the hope and healing that Christ could bring them. Absolutely. And it was a therapy for ourselves as well. <laughs> you know, going through that, it was, there was still growth in ourselves. There is growth in ourselves as we do these videos. And there is also growth in just the 
the technical learning that we're, this is a new field for us. You know, we're not IT people. We're not professionals. No. But we're learning how to get a message out the best we know how. And it is tripping over some of those mistakes and improving them in order to be there where we are today. <laughs> now, if you find yourself that all you can see is failure, like you were way back at the beginning, you were saying, look, I'm seeing so much failure, then you need to talk with another trusted person to help you look for the positive in mm -hmm. there because all you're able to see is what went wrong. So <laughs> that would help you so much to start that system of creating a, to get in the process, creating a system, I guess, to what went right, what went wrong, what could be done better next time? And is this worth doing? Talk with that trusted other person if you need to bring them in. Eventually, you're going to be able to do that system naturally because you realize I'm learning so much when I do that about myself, about what I'm working on, that type of thing. For some, they have to write out what happened more clearly. But for you, like the chair situation that happened to you, uh, the pain communicated greatly to your brain that you never want to sit on your finger again between a hardwood surface and a metal surface. Again. <laughs> that, that was really clear. <laughs> I'm keeping my fingers away from there. But I, it helps us to choose how we're going to respond to the mistakes. We're either going to look at the mistakes as, man, I didn't pass that test. I'm trying to be a nurse. I took that darn exam and I failed it. I'm such a failure. Am I going to go there? Or I'm going to say, no, I decided I'm not going to beat myself up anymore. Talking to myself that way, what went right? What went wrong? What can I do to have a better outcome the next time? Is it worth doing a next time? And sometimes because it's something that you're way too close to, it might take talking with that other trusted person to bring them in to help you work through the situation, just to make sure that you're looking at it clearly. Yeah, I can't tell you the number of times bringing in the, the wise counsel makes a difference and having somebody speak into your life makes a difference. You doing that to me as well, even when I've just had struggles with I'm now trying to put systems in place and scheduling and stuff. And you just speaking positive, the positives of my life are like, not just a breath of fresh air, but it just reminds me, okay, I am doing something right. Okay, I am doing this for a reason. It's nice to have that person give those words, but also help kind of give a redirection. And I, I remember the first time tapping into this asking for wise counsel. It was a girlfriend in college. We were both beating up on each other, or ourselves, you know, just beating up on ourselves. Didn't think we were doing so great in school and just didn't feel great about ourselves. And finally we said, let's write down some positives about ourselves. Let's speak into each other. And we wrote it down. We held each other accountable and started writing those things down. And from that point on, it started changing my perspective of myself. I, I felt like I was the negative mistake maker. And from then I was like, oh, well, I am quirky. Oh, I am creative. Oh, I am resilient. <laughs> oh, I do hold on to things and I can run with them. But it was, I didn't see those things at the time without her speaking in. 
is necessary. It is. And if you've suffered from sexual abuse and you're up and you're watching this right now, that shows resilience to me. I agree. So that shows that there is, even if you think, well, I'm not resilient at all, there's got to be some in you in order to even watch this video to the point that you did right here. So re-say what resilience means again. So that it means to it, it means you have the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and that you have this toughness in you to do that. And who those who have been beaten down so much don't feel like they have that toughness in them or that they may be recovering well but if they're even waking up the next day getting out of bed maybe brushing their teeth but not brushing their hair they're working on that recovery if that makes sense and that resilience starts to build up to the point where they'll brush their teeth and brush their hair amen all right. Well, that was it. I just wanted to talk about resilience a little bit today. Thank you, Annette. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. You have been listening to the Awake to Joy podcast. Views expressed in this podcast are the speaker's opinions. Thank you for listening. If you could please give us a review below, we would appreciate it greatly, as well as share this podcast with your family and friends. If you would like to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. Check the show descriptions for more information. Under no circumstances shall Awake to Joy, its employees, volunteers, guests, or officers be liable for any direct or indirect losses or damages arising out of comments made. We look forward to chatting with you again. Because he lives, it changes everything.